Welcome to Strange Tales from Outer Space. We're here to give you an easy listening on your weekly Wild Star News. The worst part is that's how he talks normally. Here today <laughs> with me, I have Did you take some coffee? Digo. Say hello, Indigo. And this is where I would just stop listening to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, like I just said, to Strange Sales from Outer Space, episode 22. And Doc, I have with me Indigo. Hey, hey. And Krug. I was I was really hoping that I'd be part of that joke, but I guess I don't get to be part you of it. You took too long. No, fucking it slow taken, talking It would have been like two months long. <laughs> To deal with the, oh, the but it's so no. funny. Okay, fine. Hi, I'm Krug. It was I'm, only really funny to us too. Krug, and I'm bitter. So fuck you guys. <laughs> wow, what a way to start off this week. Whew, Let's mad. keep that going, Krug. How was your week? Uh, my week was great. I uh, enjoyed my Thanksgiving very much. Didn't have a lot of time to do the old uh, video gamey stuff. Um, did spent a lot of time with family. Spent a lot of time with friends. Ate a lot of food. So. <laughs> I heard you spent time with the special lady. Hold on. That was the funniest thing. Indigo has a big bowl of rice, and right when I said uh, ate a lot of food, he straight up puts the bowl up to his face and scoops a giant scoop of rice into his mouth while staring into the camera like a freaking creepy. He looks like the eight-year-old on like, Saturday morning that had a giant bowl of Lucky Charms. Like, <sighs> oh, that was so funny. Anyways, As he embraces diabetic coma. When I went rice? To- <laughs> when I went to my aunt's house, you guys know those little clamshells that they give you at Chinese food places to put your food in? Takeout yeah. boxes? Yeah, sure, whatever the fuck you want to call those things. Each each family got a stack of three of those just filled with food to take home. And those were the leftovers. Oh, those are the best oh. ones. I love Chinese food leftovers. Oh no, it was it was turkey. It was I was just giving you a Oh. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he was trying to give you an example. They're having a multicultural size. It was a size to comparison you fucking idiot god damn <laughs> holy shit i'm done i don't even fucking want to go i'm, I'm gonna say <laughs> something else i'm just gonna take it completely out of context Hush. <laughs> how was your week <laughs> uh my week was good um it was super quiet and super chill in Wildstar. i mean there, there hasn't been a tremendous amount of change or things going on so just been trugging along dailies my guild actually on sunday uh switched over to avendra so, so kind of lonely question. are they still your guild or, or are you not a part of that guild anymore um, well, since today's Monday, and I haven't logged on today because I uh, came on here to do the podcast, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's either going to be one of two things. Well, I mean, they're going to do one of two things, either disband the guild and then restart it up over there, or I, I don't know if you can transfer guilds over on the – I don't know how it works. I, no. I got to be honest. For someone that does a wild start podcast, I just don't know. <laughs> Good job. Good job admitting that. Well, yeah. I, know when, I know when the mega servers happened, the guilds did transfer. But considering we're talking about I think post that was mega servers, yeah, I'm pretty sure they have to to uh, disband the guild and restart. Yeah, so I haven't made my decision on whether or not I'm going to uh, switch over or not because I know the two of you guys are on there, and and uh, Baz is on there, and I, I get to hang out and talk to him. And uh, but I don't know. It it might be a good idea to all of us move over to uh, Avendra. But we again haven't really been talk, talking about that. Just too for much. the record, this is the first time he's broached that subject to us in front of all of you people. Not Especially true. since Avendra no longer true. exists. 
Doc, myself, and you were in a Facebook conversation this morning about it. So, skadoosh, your fault for not reading. Yeah, I didn't read that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They sent 41 messages between themselves. We had a very in-depth conversation. While I drove to work, and I didn't read a single word of it. It was like 9 in the morning. How are you not already at work? I I was late. Leave me alone. (laughs) (laughs) But that was my week. Uh, Doc, how about yourself? Well, for me, Thanksgiving isn't a big deal because I have a huge family. It's always around. So Thanksgiving is just slightly better food compared to the last three family gatherings for the last, what, six weeks? We all get together after a while. We all get together, eat a lot of food, talk a lot of shit. We don't really have a lot of alcohol at our Thanksgivings because we've learned from the past. We got 50 people in one house and there's beer or, or liquor or wine around. Things happen. Your and Thanksgiving and incest. my Thanksgiving sounds like complete opposites. Oh man, you get a, you get fifty people of Cuban and Mexican and just insane big families and families of families and brothers and sisters and girlfriends and boyfriends and husbands and wives and children and whatnot and it becomes a giant just. If you value any kind of sanity or quiet, my family's not the family go to. If you want to have just craziness happen. Butcher and Isaac pull out of turkeys. People sitting on people and throwing them through windows. It actually happened in one year. <laughs> Everything I'm saying actually happened. Someone pulled a butcher knife out of, out of a turkey and threatened oh to God. slit another person's throat. Um, <laughs> I thought alcohol no longer allowed in our family gatherings. <laughs> wow. Uh, well, I, I, I this I, year I, we I'm had a... this year we had a four year old and a three year old do a toboggan run down two flights of stairs. Wow. And no one was wow. looking, which is probably not a great idea considering I'm the father of one of those. But um. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Considering well, I'm the uh, my, father my, of actually, one I of those. I forgot to talk about my Thanksgiving. I actually, um, my mom is actually in China right now with my grandmother. Oh, cool. And they're basically the closest family members I have. So I didn't have a Thanksgiving with my family. I went over to my boss's house. Yeah, you did. And uh, let's just say there was a lot of drinking, uh, a lot of turkey. I had a cigar. And maybe one or two strippers, but that was it. That Jesus was it. Christ, I would can, kill for your Thanksgiving. Can you please, I'm Indigo, s- explain the theme of his Thanksgiving party? He had a theme. Yes, I can actually do that. Um, the theme of his Thanksgiving party was Fifty Shades of Turkey. <laughs> <laughs> so, so did he abused the turkey while he was no, eating it. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> Let's just say that the possible one or two strippers that were there uh, may have been walking around with a cat of nine tails and a uh, horse crop. I'm I'm just saying. This is definitely picks or didn't happen. I have to see something from this. Oh, man. Uh, Links will not be in the description. Links will not be (laughs) saying. Other than that, my week um, was busy, but not WildStar related. I do graphic design stuff on the side. I had a big project this week that was due that was took away most of my gaming time. And I'm having some really weird issues in the game right now with my UI. All of my add-ons are disappearing. My UI won't keeps rescaling itself. Uh, and it's becoming a bitch and a half just to spend 5-10 minutes every time I log in just to rearrange everything. I don't know why, but whatever. Um, that's mostly my week, though. Can I throw in one thing before we jump into the strange tales? Yeah, uh, sure. 
I'm going to apologize for all three of us, even though we didn't talk about this beforehand, that we didn't get an episode out last week, and we did say that we were going to do a B-roll thing. I promised nothing. I said possibly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, I don't, if I said promise, okay. I didn't mean to say promise. Uh, we hinted at a possible B-roll thing. Uh, I don't know if that made anyone excited besides me. It made me excited because Doc, <laughs> Doc's the one because who edits it. And... Krug was like, Krug was like, oh, are we gonna? Are, is the B? Is, is that B- gonna? Are you gonna do B roll? No pressure, but B roll. Tony and Freya and Clover, us, Baz, Jazzy. I've got about six hours from before the podcast stuff that I would never put in because I've been asked not to. Stuff that I probably would put in even uh, because no one asked me not to take it out. <laughs> And stuff after the podcast that there's going to be something eventually. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't an awkward edit. <laughs> <laughs> we'll never know. <laughs> I and... think we should probably go into the strange tales of this week. That's what a... do you think? Good the choice. No, no. I will find a way to edit you out. <laughs> <laughs> you what? actually you can download the podcast off of Podbean and then edit it and upload it again. I there you m- go. may have done that once already. What? Really? No. Well, I mean, uh, uh, Strange Tales, Doc. Take it away. <laughs> Strange Tales. So, obviously, we had two weeks between, between now and the last podcast. Unfortunately, news in the last two weeks because, obviously, you have a U.S. holiday and U.S. company, a little sparse. So, yeah. I'm going to go back and say, hey, uh, Thanksgiving did happen. Yes, it did. I didn't think I was going to be able to participate in any capacity. I wanted to help cast it and I wanted to help host part of it. I got pulled out, and then I had time on my Black Friday shift that maybe I shouldn't have gone on, but I did, and I participated. <laughs> um, no one from my work listened, so fuck it. Uh, <laughs> I, had, I had time to play in it, and um, there was an odd little bit. I mean, uh, we talked about it a little bit post some of the stuff with the brackets. The bracket website kind of had an odd setup, but the fights themselves were fantastic. I mean, I played, I think, on Dominion side, there was about... Maybe 20 people that showed up in general. And uh, we had a few last-minute cancellations, which was kind of sad. We had a bunch of people who wanted to show up and see what was going on. Uh, and uh, I did pretty well to my knowledge. I got to the what you would call the quarterfinals on my Spellslinger. Nice. We had, uh, we had just baller, baller. I can't believe I just said the word baller three times, even just once. Espers, especially a ridiculously strong melee Esper, which was insane. Yeah. I had... It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that lifesteal, though. Uh, tell us about your two fights. Uh, I had, I think it was two or three. I think I had three. I had a loser's bracket. It was double elimination. Had a warrior fight, which I've never really had a whole lot of trouble with warriors, personally. Um, the guy was really good. Once he put out his his um, his innate, his overdrive, I'd be really careful around him because that guy was chunking people left and right. Luckily, the moment he popped his innate, I was popping all my CC, spatial shifting him and putting my void armor on. And they didn't do much to me, which is good. Uh, I had... I'm trying to think. And then I had two other espers on my next two rounds. One, They were both kind of my knockout rounds. The first one did came pretty close. They caught on to me really fast and realized that I had a tendency to spatial shift out of being locked down. Which, if, I, if you planned it just right, you would shift as you were rooted. So uh-huh. you were still rooted when you came out of it, but you were out of harm's way. So the, the root is... is longer than your spatial shift yeah so both espers actually were smart and they rooted me and then instantly tk stormed me and then closed the gap oh. by getting into the tk storm oh. so when i tried spatial swift i'd still be in the tk storm and still rooted gotcha. like, damn it it was a I... nice little combo i didn't think about so wait, were you still taking damage in 
as you shifted, yeah. like in the vo in the void thing? Uh, no. Once I popped out of oh, no, a spatial shift won't put you in the void. It'll just switch spots. Oh, I, that's spatial shift. I had, I had void slipped void earlier, slip so they had the waited for that. Um, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. The set, the melee esper, which just totally dominated me. He read me really well for the last two fights, uh, and then at, we had a best of three. I think it was best of five uh, on our last match. Throughout the whole thing, we were kind of baiting each other. He was trying to bait my stuff out. I was trying to bait his stuff out. On the last match, he blew me up in less than 15 seconds. He Holy crap. Let's see if I can say this right. I tended to open up with um, spatial armor because I knew that they were, everyone was going for a quick knockdown to load out all their burst damage as soon as, soon as they could. That sure. saved me a lot of trouble early on. He read that real quick after the first match, so he would bait out my armor. So then I would try to bait out his burst to bait out and then get the armor. And then by the last match, we were playing this like real quick in the space of two seconds. Who was going to blow their load first? And then the other one was going to load. Um, so unfortunately, he, I was just a little too slow. I pulled out my armor too fast. Um, he was able to blow right past it and just blew me up. So I was out. It was a lot of fun. Who was going to blow their load first? Sorry. Sorry. Oh, that's all right. I know you're into those kinds of contests. I'm just not really entirely familiar with them. So uh, the terminology that you're using is foreign to me and sounds very sexual. Uh, There's a lot of MM or competitive games where the kind of sexual and the competitive, sometimes they, they merge in their terminology. Blowing your load has is a common phrase. Hey, uh, Indigo, weren't you a wrestler at one point in your life? Yes. You don't want to blow a load as a wrestler. Did you blow your load as a wrestler? Did you, were you? Nope. Did you tend to I blow had your... stamina. <laughs> he lasted all match long. <laughs> do you know what the best part about, uh, do you know what the best part about uh, wrestlers are? What's that? We can score from any position. Ah. Mm. Wow. How's it? Here, wow. Here, one more, one more. Do you know why wrestlers are the best? Why? We don't play with balls. Oh! <laughs> yeah, just right in their face. It's a joke about footballs and baseballs and we, volleyballs. We, thank you. Thank you. Uh, okay. You can't oh, juggle a pair of balls and they're right there next to your nose. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, Thanksgiving was fun, I take it. So, Thanksgiving was fun. I was really hoping I was able to participate in a non-fighting fashion because I really wanted to use my, my um, plot, but whatever. Baz and them uh, bustled up a last-minute fight area, which was kind of cool. But that was it for mine. Uh, as for the actual news, the real news that happened this week, we had a live update known on the 18th that had a few cool little things about espers and had a little cool things about fixing some crashes, uh, little uh, fixes to raid, raidscape, and uh, something about the scientist paths are no longer interacting with other friendly units and other players, which is probably needed because scientists and paths are supposed to be kind of solo-oriented, except for some of the buffs. Let me reiterate. There's a buff called the Enhanced Augmented Enhanced Augmented Capabilities. Uh, I couldn't say what it was because I haven't checked it in game yet, but apparently it was being used to buff friendly units and other players, which wasn't the case. So they had to go, you know, fix that out. Which wasn't oh, supposed it was, to be. It the wasn't. Case. Yeah. It wasn't supposed to. Gotcha. Uh, okay. The biggest the biggest change that happened from the live update notes was they adjusted the world loot drop rates for 49 to 50 creatures. So has anyone else noticed that insane rate of blues and purples dropping off things now since drop three? I haven't noticed purples. I don't. I I've seen people talk about it, but I haven't noticed purples dropping for me. Dude, I've had five. What? I haven't had any purples drop three. Are five you kidding? Drop. Where? Where have you found five all, purples? All in the file, and they're all stuff from like the all stuff that has like uh, attunement stuff. That you have to go into the um the you dungeons mean, to get your uh, imbuement. Sorry. Yeah. To go into the dungeons to get. But stuff. I 
I had an extremely long argument about imbuement drops and how people are so upset about that because now that the imbuement all imbuement items are now bind on pickup and so there are a tremendous amount of people that are really upset that their that the items that they had in their inventory or in their bank that they were storing for alts or whatever their deal was uh are now binded to them so now they can't sell them in the auction house they can't um they can't send them to their alts they can't do anything other than either salvage them or sell them um, to the sell them to a vendor, and so there was a ton of people on uh, online that were really really upset about it. I don't find that this is a huge issue because I think that's a really rare case, and even if it is a more common thing, it's a really weird thing to be doing. If you're gonna save that for an alt, why don't you just make an alt and send it to it? You know what I mean? Why are you storing this gear? on one character instead of sending it to your alt it's a twink mentality um yeah but are you a twin oh it's it's an old terminology he doesn't know it's an old terminology for mmos uh i think it's kind of falling out of favor because of other implications i just it's been in my head for ages Um, okay so crew so you know uh, a twink is someone that is an alt of another character that has all of the top tier gear for that character's level so they're significantly stronger than anyone else so when they're running around you know they have like in wow they had uh, heirloom gear the only way you can get heirloom gear is once you got a certain level of items and you're in the top tier and and basically you couldn't get it unless you were the top level but it only benefited low level characters it it was much more prominent before the introduction of say more buying on pickup stuff and more heirloom items because in saying a game like wow, someone would go into PvP, get all of the prestige items for that. Since they were tradable, they would then like say this is all the level, uh, say the brackets from like 15 to 30. They get all the level 29, 30 gear for PvP that's still usable. They'd roll a twink once they once they roll an alt. Once that alt got to 15, they transfer all that PvP gear to the alt, and the alt would just wreck face. Yep, I get it. Heirloom gear because. It's not useful for the person who has it, so yeah. he gives it to the younger. Just yep. like in life, when you have like a family and air, and then you give it to the. Uh-huh. It's a, yeah, it's a term that it's a term that's kind of disappeared because a lot of games have done a little more bind on pickup, or they've restricted the use of a lot of items. Is that still a but, thing in WoW heirloom gear? Yes. Yes. I mean, neither of you play WoW anymore, so I guess whatever. Yeah. It's still a thing. I, I mean, I don't have a problem with heirloom gear, and I think in a long-term game-wise, I think it's something it's very that's useful. Abs- I think it's useful and absolutely necessary. Because the thing is, is that when you're when you're leveling another character, you don't want to have to go through the same exact grind that you've done, you know, two three other times with the other characters. So it kind of gets a little slow and. Uh, arduous, so you don't make alternate characters. So then, yes, Krug, the person that's raising their hand. I'm raising my hand. I have a question. Wouldn't it be like super duper unfair to have something like that in a PvP server, where, for example, you're in like a level 10 zone, but one of these, or I guess you said the cap was, or the the starting level for that gear was 15. So you're in a level 15 zone with a bunch of other level 15 players, but there's one level 15 that just has beast mode gear and just running around ganking people. At his level, so he's still getting the rewards for it, but he doesn't, like, it's not based off of skill, it's based off of the fact that his numbers are it, just infinitely higher. That's it, honest, Honestly, it has, yes, that's a possibility, but at least in WoW on the servers that I played on, that wasn't an issue. You had more issues 
being a level 15 character and level 60s, level 70s, level 80s coming around ganking you because they think it's fucking hilarious. This happened more thing. in Battlegrounds. Wow. Where yeah. you see that little 15 with the level 29 gear and go yeah. just wreck, wreck house. That's dumb. Yeah, because there's the heirloom gear was basically like additional XP so that when you're playing, you're actually getting more experience points per kill than you were in other stuff. So it gave so, you like an XP per kill bonus, the, the armor did? Yeah. I believe so. so but look, going... But going back to Wildstar, if you're okay with heirloom yes. gear, what's your issue with, or why why are you kind of on the other side with with uh, keeping the imbuement items away? Uh, the issue isn't that they're getting rid of imbuement items. The, the issue I was having is that people were holding these pieces of equipment for their alts that they eventually, hopefully, maybe one day will make. My uh, issue is is it's that, a rainy day thing that makes no sense. Yeah, to you. It, it's like why are you storing this? Just it's not that difficult to make a level two character and get them to a bank. Send it to that character. The issue that they're having now is I, – I think this is the problem – is that they didn't understand how the the loot system worked. And so uh, originally everyone was upset because it was buying on pickup and there was nothing exciting. They'll go, oh, whoa, this is stupid. And then I had to explain to them. They're like, well, I, I don't like – you know, I'm going to get this imbuement item for an esper and I'm, an, I'm a warrior and I, and I can't use it. And I had to explain to them that that's not how the loot system works now. The loot system now goes, okay, we're going to roll a percent die. If you land on, you know, one to five percent, you're going to get an imbuement item. And then from the imbuement item, it's going to take you to a table of imbuement items. Before, what it would do is it would just roll a random class. So it would say, oh, Esper, Warrior, Engineer, Stalker, whatever. And then it would pick an, it would pick off of that table. So it would say, okay. Roll one, yes, you get an imbuement item. Roll two, it's going to now be an engineer. Roll three, it's this specific item. Roll four, this is the imbuement that's going to be on it. Now it skips that class, and now it's only rolling for imbuement items for your class specifically. So it being bind on pickup doesn't matter because if you're not going to use it and it's not good for you, who the F cares? Sell it to a vendor. Salvage it, you know? Yeah, I, I can see that. Uh, I, I Disclaimer, Strange Tales from Outer Space makes no claim for knowing Wildstar's inner mechanics. While Indigo's claims are accurate in the result of his claims, the uh, the path he took to get to his results are not necessarily 100% accurate. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. <laughs> well, they've also hinted that this that, isn't They've the... said that. Yeah, they've said it. They've it's said all... that it rolled a class and then it rolled an imbuement. I don't think it rolled an imbuement per item individually, and that's what you said. Well, each so what it does is it rolls originally it rolled items and then it said okay this is going to be an imbuement item then it rolled a class so it determined what type of class you would get or it may not roll specifically a class it may just roll all weapons or all armor all whatever and then from there it would Im uh, roll a different imbuement so each imbuement was different so you could get the same piece of armor but have a different imbuement on it. Is that really real? Yeah, I, yeah. I never realized that's how that worked. And we've also been told this isn't the the final tweak to the loot system. There's more coming yeah. in the future that they're gonna slowly explain more of once they get it more down and locked down. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Well, learn something new. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's other been also sorry. There's been other developments. No, I like the there's other well. been also too. There's other been also. <laughs> uh, if you're a tank, you're gonna get a little more love because I'm not talking about upping the threat generation. From 200% to 275% for tanks. They're testing it internally at the moment. They're hoping to get it out to the PTR eventually and get you guys to 
check it out and see how useful it is in action. Um, mainly the reason reasoning behind this is that they want to make sure that tanks aren't just sitting there and going for a LES with just threat, 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 threat and not doing any damage. They're just sitting there as threat machines. It's not fun being a threat machine. Well, kind of. But if you're all threat, no. And that bad audio cue indicates my computer shit itself again. This time for the last goddamn time. <laughs> well, hopefully. Hopefully. I'm on uh, Skype on my tablet because of the wonders of modern technology. And as I was saying, the best <laughs> part about this is, well, their goal anyways, so you're not just a total threat machine. They want they want everyone to be able to experiment more so you can have more utility in your role if you want to. So you can have more damage in your role if you want to instead of just having all of your threat stuff there and praying to God you were able to pull it off that medic. So I have seen some people complaining about this change because they think that it's going to make tanking super easy. Cause honestly, like the logic that you're saying they're going by doesn't really make sense to me. If you apply it to any other role, like for example, you apply that to medic and you say, Oh, well we're increasing medics healing by uh, 75% because we don't want medic just to be about heals. We want medic to be about everything. We want Medic to be able to bring some utility and bring some damage, and, and we don't want them to just focus on healing. But really, the the whole triad, the holy trinity or whatever you want to call it, the DPS, tank, medic, or healer combination, is about everybody having their specialization and needing to rely on the whole team in order to get stuff done. So by giving one class kind of like more balanced role than the rest of the classes kind of makes it weird to me. Well, it, here, here's the thing. is it It's not – it's – to me, the the change isn't going to be just, oh, we're going to add utility, blah, blah, blah. Because as a stalker before and after drop three, there was a significant change. Okay, so in before drop three, uh, there were situations where I would lose threat, correct? Bad tank, right? Yeah, okay. bad tank. Uh, the <laughs> thing is, is now after drop three, it was almost impossible for me to keep threat. And it, it, it no longer made it fun. That's the issue I had with it, is that this, they dropped our threat down. It made it so miserable. And you had to, you had to have all threat generating things on your bar, which is fine as a tank. I don't, I don't have a problem with being a threat generator. But the problem is, is that I have all threat uh, generating items on my limited action set, and I'm still not able to keep threat. That was a freaking problem. So while I did say the thing I said before, I will say this. I'm 90% sure I saw them talk about on the forums the fact that this is a temporary fix until they can actually specifically fix each threat problem that they're having. They just didn't they didn't want to exclude people from group content because they couldn't find a tank because like And that's what it was doing. Two out of the three tank classes aren't viable. And, and... So they just were like, "Hey, let's just add Buku threat and just make them all viable." And then when we go and actually work on it, it'll – and that's like not even close to an ideal solution, but at least it it's gets – It's a good fix while they figure out what what they can do for it. I mean yeah. which, this well, is well, – welcome, welcome to MMO Balancing 101. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I mean honestly it was going to be this or the fact is is that raiding and uh, PvP would be dead. And then really what do you have? You have quest solo questing by yourself. And so – Having a hot fix like this at least saves people from like being afraid to tank. And since tanking is already something that no one wants to do, it's already a difficult thing to to gather and be a part of. So sure. 
if you then turn around and say, oh, hey, um, yeah, it's going to be really, really difficult for you to keep threat off of your, you know, spell slinger. Sorry, bro. Like, it. why Why am I tanking? It's already difficult to do, and you're, you're now making it exponentially more difficult because we changed shit because we wanted to. You know, instead of changing the way threat's generated, they should have just added an achievement for uh, groups that got through content with uh, four DPS and a healer. <laughs> well, one of the conversations on the threat was actually instead of increasing our threat generation, why don't you increase our damage output? Because if you're increasing your damage output, that's also at the same time increasing your threat output. So if you then have threat generators as well as damage output, that's also uh, allowing threat to happen. It may be a, a little bit better of a balance than just sitting there going, here's a shit ton more freaking um, threat. I, I kind of think that that logic isn't very sound because think about it. If you have, if you're, if your attack abilities were now generating more threat or as much threat as your threat abilities, you're going to start seeing more DPS oriented builds where tanks are supposed to be. And it just seems really odd at that point. The tank just kind of, the, the, the threat tank kind of falls off and it becomes kind of just an odd place. I, I do agree that, that all of your damage abilities should generate more threat, but if you're trying to make it on par to just pure threat pulling, uh, that doesn't seem as balanced. No, and and that's not what they were saying because if that's the case, I mean, having a t if if your attack dealt more threat, that would be something completely different. The issue is is like for stalkers in your tank stance, your damage is actually decreased significantly, and so you're not dealing any damage. So they're saying. On top of you having threat and, and having threat abilities, your normal attacks will do more damage, which will also generate more threat. It's not saying that uh, all damage across the board is going to increase threat. It's just saying that you're just going to do a little bit more damage. I, I don't know. I think it's a very delicate situation. I'm not 100% sure what happened between drop 3 and drop 4 change-wise that made this, um, made this effect. I think it's... They changed the amount of damage everyone did, but didn't change the amount of threat people generated as tanks. I'm not 100% sure on that. It, it's kind of weird how, how MMOs work, where it's like one problem way over here they solve, but then it turns around and it butterfly effects over to something way over here that didn't have anything to do with it. That's exactly what it is. Like, every variable is related to each other, and by changing one, you just fuck up all the rest of them. And you can account for, like, let's say 90% of them or, like, 70% of them, but there's always going to be one that's just thrown so far out of whack because it changed, like, three other variables affected it and all three of those got changed. It's just such, like, a huge math problem. I don't understand, like, how it's even possible. But hopefully through tweaking and, and jiggering every little variable until they come up with something good, they'll they'll find a resting place that is satisfactory. So would you guys agree That's that this why. temporary fix is okay is acceptable or do yeah, it's live if it makes live i'm okay with it it does more it does it benefits more sustained threat i believe than burst threat uh but that, that's always kind of been like a like a warrior's issue is that they don't have burst threat like mm -hmm. stalkers or or engineers but once they get the ball rolling it's it can be difficult to get threat off them which is the point mm -hmm. uh, I, I mean it's, I, it's it's a necessary fix i think but hope, hopefully one that doesn't need to happen again like this style of fix where they just like blindly increase everything by x percentage to make it usable but not it kind of takes the skill away a little bit like would you agree that it, it does take skill away yeah i agree with that but i mean 
the issue is is that you would rather have content that's too easy temporarily versus having content that is unplayable. No, no, no. I, I definitely wouldn't. And, and I, let me I, rephrase I, that. Well, hold on. Let me rephrase that. I shouldn't say unplayable because someone's going to get super pissed and say, no, you're just not good, blah, blah. Uh, it's not that. It's just it's having content that's a little bit easier for people to get through and making it more pleasant for the casual player is acceptable temporarily so that it can be fixed properly later right and i agree also and... has the benefit of more players being able to take that new learning curve at an easier pace so say yeah. they get so say this new tank gets used to this new uh way of threat generation when they change the threat generation they're like okay well i got this rotation down now if i just tweak this and this and this with their new rules i can still tank and tank more effectively mm-hmm. it kind of it kind of also will help like, newer tanks to get their confidence up Especially in a game where tanking is not always just sit, park, spank, and tank. Yeah, yeah, which is nice. I mean, that's what's nice about Wildstar is that there is at least still, even if even if we were playing the threat game and all the warrior did was have to sit there and spam threat abilities, the thing is is that the warrior or the warrior or the tank or whoever can't just stand there because they're still going to get their ass handed to them uh, by standing in the reds. So... There's still going to have to be more difficult things that are happening environmentally. And even as a healer, if you're healing and all of a sudden, you're whatever, all your heals do 200 times the amount. So you're just having to spam uh, one button. It's still going to be difficult because you're going to still have to run around the reds. You're still going to have like there's still inner environmental interactions that you're going to have to deal with. As well as working with your group to get off all those interrupts and everything else. Yep. So and and I agree with all that. I agree that it's it's an acceptable fix. Still one that I hope never has to happen again because you have to admit it's it's sloppy. It's not a graceful. Oh, fix. absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it took a broadsword to it instead of a, a pairing. Exactly. <laughs> instead of a scalpel, like this is a hammer instead of a scalpel, not even a sword. <laughs> just be fixed, damn you. Is pretty right. much. Imagine and speaking coders of are just broad like, strokes. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of broad strokes, the next little bit is on a totally different swing. Uh, we're talking about lore again. In this case, the story of Nexus has now been released to also go with Lormageddon. So the difference between the two is this. Lormageddon is more of a Q&A style session uh, topped with um, a focus, a general focus from a development standpoint. So you get the Makari, you get the Draken, you get uh, questions about space and everything else, where it's very in-depth. It, there's no flavor to it, at least in the sense of Nexus. You're, it's very descriptive. The story of Nexus is what they're trying to do is do a more interactive history. In this first installment of um, the interactive lore, they're following the Cassians and not just, just oh, the Cassians got in a spaceship and flew away. Um, the Cashews actually, it's all a lore story. So they're talking about the voyage of the Nomad and all this stuff that happens to them, and it's all <laughs> short story. Did he say Cashews? He did. He said it again. He said Cashews. Yep. <laughs> I had to. I had to. So it's really cool. If you're a fan of flavor lore, this is something very interesting. And they say interactive in the sense that it's it's uh, clickable. You get the, it's clickable. <laughs> it's not choose your own adventure to be honest. Whereas Lormageddon is you know very factual. This is more flavorful. Uh, it can have bias because you're talking about points of view and everything. And it's supposed to it it'll it's to deep to deepen and strengthen the characters in the world around you. So you see more than just, oh, that's there because Pappy said X, Y, and Z. Yeah, it, this is more of a story and less of a, like, lecture. 
and, and it's really beautiful. It's got some great artwork to it and interactive. Yes. And they do mean interactive. I mean, you can click to different parts of it. Um, it, it, it the artwork, I will be honest, is, is really beautiful. I really like the art style that went with this stuff. Um, yeah, no, I, I really liked it. Again, Doc said this already. It's not interactive in the sense that you get to really, you know, do anything. But it's it's really cool. Yeah, it's a pretty timeline graphic, and you can click through the timeline and, like, see the events or certain events as they happen in order. Uh, it's much more um, – I don't know the word I'm looking for. Like, uh, um, I don't know. It's story-oriented. It's not like – this is what a Cassian looks like. This is what a Cassian does to reproduce. This is what a Cassian calls a Chua. Like, it, it's not that. It's for refusing to kneel to the Dominion, the hardy Granok. Like, you know what I mean? It's it's presented as a story and less as a, like, manual on how these fuckers work. Here you go. Read it. Uh, yeah. Uh, I didn't get all the way through it. I think I got up to, like, the fifth one or the sixth one or something. And there are maybe 10 or 12 of them, uh, little timeline points that you can read through. Uh, and it's it's cool. And it says full story coming soon, so I imagine obviously they're going to expand on all these things and give you some more to read. Hold on, hold on. You said you got through the fifth or sixth one? Yes. When only the first one is available? No, I click on the first one, click on the second one, click on the third one, click on the fourth one. You, are you talking about parts? I'm clicking on the synopsis. The, the, the synopsis of each thing... Does that make sense to you? Yeah, but there. So if you click on two, there's only synopsis, and it and the full story, like the whole actual segment, is actually locked. So the only, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, but... oh, 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 you're talking about the synopsis. You're, yes. Okay. I was like, how are you into the, like the fifth yeah, or actually, sixth one? Yeah, I hacked into the website. <laughs> they already have them all up for some reason, like in this hidden page. It was crazy. No, I'm not good at that. Uh, I just thought you were lying and trying to say that you read something when you actually didn't. <laughs> no, I even said it says full story coming soon, so they're going to expand on it as they go forward. Those words came out of my mouth. Uh, happy days. Uh, I like I like stories. Good. <laughs> I like stories. I'm, I'm hoping they eventually come out with some kind of uh, audio book or something that you can kind of go through Audible or something. That'd be kind of cool. You know, yeah. merch-related stuff. You know what they should do after the audiobook? They should uh, make a movie based off of it. And then, after they make a movie, they should totally turn around and make a video game based off of it. That would be great. Wildstar, the movie. (laughs) Oh, wait. I don't know if that was a subtle hint to say that this is not really a game or... (laughs) No, I was just being (laughs) intentionally stupid. Happy days. Anyways. Anyway. Moving on. The next bit on our docket is something kind of cool and something that I'm glad someone will talk about. Uh, Gene Pryor, if I'm not mistaken, from MMORPG, was with the same group that we were in when we went to Carbine. Now, obviously, we couldn't say anything on the podcast because a lot of this stuff had has yet to come to pass. And we were told, hey, you said NDA or sue. Gene uh, got a little more leeway and able to talk to them and get an article going on MMORPG where her visit to Carbine, uh, she got to talk about some of the stuff that happened and talk about some of these questions and got to go to each person from what I'm assuming, um, according to this way it says, she got to actually talk to them one-on-one, which is really cool and really in, and really insightful. There's a, there's a few things here that we've heard before, such as, 
talking to Donatelli and Pappy about the hundreds of thousands of subscribers. Uh, obviously, you no know, no exact numbers, uh, and even stuff where they went to housing and said, "Hey, you know, we're looking into Mordash and Macari stuff, or Mordash, yeah, Mordash and Granok stuff, and and this and that." And it's it's cool. It's a three part article. If you really want to see stuff that we were told and some of the questions that we've all asked when we were at Carbine but weren't allowed to say out loud, this is your best chance to read it. Yep, she had uh, way, way, way more freedom with that information than we did because uh, apparently she's more awesome than we are. So uh, go uh, soak in her awesomeness. I think it's in uh, two parts or three, three, parts, three parts. Three parts. So yeah, we'll post links to all three of those parts in the uh, thingamajigger. Definitely go check that out. The next part is actually the cinematics behind the scenes of Wildstar. So it's kind of like a – I believe we actually saw this video while we were doing the walkthrough. We saw – well – Kind of, it's, we got to see, oh my gosh, um, this is part of our NDA that we're, that we can, that we can kind of vaguely talk about, but we can't talk about specifics. We got to see with the group of them, the Cinematics team. We got to talk to the Cinematics team for a little while and pick their brains on our tour of Carbine. And this is more of an in-depth one-on-one sit down with them. And it kind of broke down their process we got we got we got a, a glimpse into their process you know from the storyboarding to um working with lore to uh using in-game engine and then outsourcing that if they can to somewhere else and, the th- and they also have the three different kinds of videos they've done which is the lore trailers so that would be like omnicore one they're the very night or like the launch trailer. they're slick they're detailed and crafted carefully you have the cinematics. Depth, the cinematics yeah. Then you have the Netflix, which are obviously the more, well, slightly more in-depth. They're talking about actual workings of the game. Stuff like the Warplot cinematic, or stuff, or Deathspeak, or uh, the PvP uh, Deathspeak. And then you have the flavor stuff, which is kind of similar to the interactive history, where instead of getting a descriptive stuff, descriptive movie, like Deathspeak, or a descriptive lore piece like Lormageddon, the flicks and the interactive history are more getting into the shoes of the characters. And they kind of go through the bits and pieces of that there. And, and honestly, when we got to see stuff at Carbine, um, it, it was it was pretty fun to see the development process firsthand. And watching this video is just as cool because it kind of brings you back into it. I always like the fact that you can tell there's a lot of human reference to these movements, and there's a lot of there's a lot of nice handcrafted elements. I mean, obviously you have a lot to work with with the, with the models in game. But when you can kind of text Avery something and give it just a little extra bounce and squash and pull, uh, it really brings the characters to life and, and sells the world and everything else. Absolutely, it's like a um, it's like a 15 minute long video, uh, so it's it's kind of it's pretty in depth for what it is and uh, very 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 worth watching. So definitely go watch it. And there's one little piece I forgot to mention before we uh, talk about something. If you check your uh, Sorry, if you check your mail in the last week or so, you might have seen an email from Carbine. And, uh, hey, you basically got a, uh, another seven-week or seven-day – I'm still for seven-week – seven-day uh, trial for someone to give out. So go use that. They also had a very, very interesting 50% sale. Oh, yeah, for Black Friday and everything else. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it was it was fifty percent off the remaining sixty six percent, I guess, because they already reduced the price by thirty three percent. Is that right? Yeah, Am I get those numbers it's, right. 
that's I believe that's the that's the correct thing, and that's pretty freaking sweet. So combo that with the seven day free playing time, get your friends back into the game. I'm seeing more and more people on the Reddit and the forums saying, "Hey, I'm new, and this is cool, and this and that, and let's talk, and let's I need a guild and all that kind of stuff." So you know, share the love. Yes, very much so. But yeah, uh, speaking of that, um, so we all kind of noticed at least today we were talking about um the game itself and when's the last time we all got together and played and or and whatnot and uh, i we all kind of noticed that we were playing more and more or, or actually more and more of other games and less and less of wildstar for other respective reasons now for some people like oh shit this is the the game the, the podcast is done post it kind of isn't no uh, not even close of, we, we were we were talking about you know why that's the case so we're talking about how, hey, have you been playing? Have you been playing? Have you been playing? And we all kind of realize that we're playing less and less for different reasons. I mean, I myself am having technical issues, if you haven't noticed, for tonight. That's kind of falling on the game. And then also, life kind of happens. And uh, Jacob, you kind of asked an interesting question at the very start. And you asked straight out, you know, are you are you guys kind of, is your interest in the game wavering? Mm-hmm. And what do you guys think right now? I mean, I answer that in the chat, which is my interest is most definitely wavering, but it's not a disinterest in the game. It's interest in new stuff that's coming out. Uh, I really love the game, and I really enjoy playing it, and I'm going to continue to play it. I mean, I have, I'm have i not unsubscribed, and I probably won't unsubscribe for a while uh, unless the game just completely turns to shit. But... Uh, no, I, I just was curious because I, I log on. I try to get, I try to get on at least a couple hours a night, and uh, I know Doc, you've been having personal issues uh, with your computer, and uh, Krug, I, I you know you drive forever. So I was just curious of like, has your guys's interests uh, just gone away from the game? Like, are you guys no longer interested in the game, or is it just that you're you you want more content or you? What are you guys looking to get back into the game and being fully back to how we were when the game first released? So I guess I can answer that first. Uh, I I think you hit it right on the head. It's interest for new things. So I have uh, a 50 medic and a, like a 40 something Esper. Um, so I've I've kind of played through the game a bunch and I I've seen the content. I've gone through the zones and I've done all the stuff that there is to do in that part of the game, the the single player portion of the game. Now, granted, I haven't done every quest, I haven't like fully explored every inch of every world, but that's not like I'm not that kind of completionist person. Uh, the kind of thing that warrants me to go and explore is something brand new. Like when there's uh, a new zone, that's something that I want to go and check out and, and be a part of. And so there's that that part that I'm kind of done with for now until they release more. And then there's PvP, which is kind of like a non-thing right now. Um, because that's, you know, it has a whole set, host of problems in and of itself. And then there's PvE content, of which there's Adventures, which I've played to death, Dungeons, which I've played to death. And uh, Raiding, which I'm not in. And in order to do Raiding, I have to go through Attunement, which is basically doing a bunch of the same stuff that I've already done. So... There's all that. Now, the game's mechanics are still super fun to me. Like, even doing stuff I've already done, the game's mechanics still draw me in, and I still want to play with them, and I still want to get out there and do that stuff. But it's not enough to pull me away from brand new games. 
Like I started playing Smite very recently, and that's been really fun for me uh, because I'm still horrible at it. So I'm still like learning how to be good, and that, that's like a whole new experience. Playing Dragon Age Inquisition now, which is just a super fun single player game with really shitty, shitty multiplayer element to it. But <laughs> that's my personal opinion that I can save for later. Um, so you know what? I, like, there's a whole new, not even a whole new. It's not new content. It's a whole new world with a whole new like game mechanic behind it, and it's just a higher concentration of new stuff that's drawing me towards other games versus Wildstar. No, I still get on Wildstar. I still queue for PvP and get a match every so often, and I always love that because uh, playing with other people is always a million times more fun than anything else for me. Uh, I still queue for dungeons sometimes because while I have played every dungeon a million times, each run is still super, super fun because you get a new group of people uh, and you get to like explore with them. And let me rephrase that. Most most runs are fun because a new group of people means you could get a group of people that uh, you don't necessarily want to spend your time with for whatever reason, whether they be bad or <laughs> bad players or bad people. I mean, let's be honest. Everybody's gotten the bad pug every once in a while. So I still go on. I still try and experience the things that, that I like. And when there's new content, I'm popping right back in and doing it uh, until like you know, can't anymore. It's... That's just how it works, I guess. I mean, I've never been a part of an MMO, but maybe one of you can answer is that kind of how that cycle works. There's kind of like a cyclical cycle, like a wave of interest, and then kind of like you go off until a new patch comes out and go back in and go out until a new patch comes out. Is that kind of how it's worked for you guys in the past? Well, I think I can answer that one. That's kind of where I'm at at the moment. Um, I've always had cyclical interest in games, why I like having a wide variety of games. And that's kind of where I, I flow in general. Like when I started doing all the Wallstar stuff and all the Strange Tales stuff, I completely dropped everything from League and everything else. And now I'm like, well, I'm at, your, I'm at that impasse too. Where I don't have a guild right now. And what I really want to do is get into raiding. That was my goal in WoW. That was my goal in, uh, my goal in League of Legends is to get up the ladder, get into Platinum and all that kind of stuff. Um, so for Wildstar, uh, for me, the raids and the high-end war plots—that's my goal. But I still have those those blocks, those roadblocks in front of me, being finishing attunement and whatnot. And before, I was a really big proponent of you know keep attunement, keep attunement's fine. But that's actually really impeding from my enjoyment of the game now. The more and more I'm playing, and I I still think attunement's an interesting thing. I did attunement in Burning Crusades and whatnot. But uh, I guess. I am just getting to that point in my life where, like, I don't really want to do the attunement as much anymore. I thought I wanted it, and I fell into that camp with a lot of the people. So I have no problem, like, saying, you know, I was wrong in that case, and this is what I really want. I think having attunement as it is 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 definitely causing an issue with my enjoyment of the game because I can't get into where I want to go mm-hmm. my because of my commitments to everything else. And, you know, some people will say, and rightfully so, well, you know, if you want to play an MMO, this is kind of the time constraint you have to put in yourself. I'm like, I totally agree. But um, at the same time, I would eventually like to get into this content knowing I'm good enough to do it. It's just I can't get the time to help someone have someone help finish. And uh, But burnout from games does happen. Like I've said before in an earlier podcast was if you feel burnout, it's not the end of the world, destroy the game and move on. It's more like, oh, well, right now you got to take a step back and play something else. And it's kind of what I've been doing, aside from the technical errors that I've been getting on my computer, <laughs> the UI shit that's been happening in the game. It's really frustrating, and I've yet to get a response back of why it's the case. But um, I also think that 
there's there's so many games nowadays, all different types of games and in this field and this genre as well, that having being multifaceted and having many games to play is not a bad thing. Uh, obviously, because everyone's playing all sorts of different stuff, Wildstar just takes the hit. Uh, now, if if Wildstar was doing its monthly content release like it originally was talking about, would you guys feel that you would still have the same level of burnout, or do you think it, because the constant new content, you would be still enthralled just the same way you were? I guess it depends on the volume per patch. I mean, what they were doing before, like the the content introduced in the previous patches as when they were on that schedule was the perfect amount for me. Like I loved that. I, if, if it was that volume the whole way through with that frequency, I would have never, uh, wavered at all. That's like a whole, it was for me, it was like experiencing a whole new game each time. Maybe that's like just a me opinion. Maybe I'm easy to impress or maybe it's a majority opinion, but that was, uh, it, it was awesome for me. For me, um, uh, I, I liked the monthly the monthly drop content. I was cynical and I was right, knowing that it wasn't going to last. But I'm I also know that I had those those moments in the, in that cycle where like I'm just done for a bit in this game and I'm not walking away. I just got to do other things. Mm-hmm. And then when I come back, it reinvigorates me to play. But my issue with Wildstar right now is my technical issues. So I was like, I want to go back and play more, but I only really get to do fifty to fifty stuff um, with Clover and Tony, but. That's a whole other bag of worms that I believe Baz is covering and that we might cover in a future date. Yeah, I mean, for me, I, I really – I was really hoping that they would continue with the monthly content and maybe um, that the drop four will increase the amount of content. Because I don't feel that in drop three that that was a full – because I know they were you know talking about it being multi-month content. It would be, you know – Oh, this would maybe more than a month's worth of content that we were originally promising. This would be a little bit more. Uh, I I don't feel it was that. I felt it was a month's worth of content, and I'm hoping yeah. I'm I'm hoping that maybe in drop four that they have have enough time, and because they had to do the huge amount of bug fixes in the previous one, and it doesn't feel like that they're going to have to do that as much on this one. That with that additional time, it's going to allow them to release additional content. At the same time, I haven't seen it on PTR yet, which is kind of scary to me because PTR, it was, Drop 3 was on PTR, I want to say like three days after uh, Drop 2. So... Yeah. But they did revamp the whole like schedule, so maybe part of the schedule revamp is a change in when the, the PTR goes live. Yep. I don't know. But you want to have PTR live as long as possible because I, then I agree. Yeah, but so I don't know what choices they made, so I, I can't really speak to it. Yeah, and I think that goes back to what Baz was uh, Baz is going to be talking about tonight. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm ho- I'm hopeful. I'm still hopeful. I'm again. I uh, I keep having this. It feels like I'm defending myself, but I I, I don't need to. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Yeah, I, I feel the exact same way. Yeah, like I have to like. Def- it's a justification because a lot of people they feel like once you once you're done with the game, you're done with the game. You're walking away and burning the bridge as you're as you're as you're walking past it. But I mean, it's I'm just- I'm not done. I mean, I'm still playing. It's just that I don't have that same like burn and love that I did when I first started playing it and I was super excited the entire time I was playing it now I'm just like yeah I, it's cool it's like the way everyone describes marriage like you have the first... oh sorry you cut out for me so I didn't know you were talking go ahead oh sorry the, I just say the new car the new car smell finally has gone away yeah yeah 
like you have that like first like passion that first year of just like constant sex and like everything wow right and then you have a kid and like the sex kind of dies out and like you kind of start getting <laughs> fights about money where do you where do you know this all from no, i literally nowhere <laughs> shit he's right never been married the only arguments i have with money are to myself and it's hey don't buy that brand new phone for six hundred dollars you have a phone it's awesome stop being dumb but also i think a lot of people have the problem with the end game and whatnot so that drives people away we've i mean that's all been talked about and it's it's hard to compare to see you know where we are when you're when most of the other games in the last five years had had a different amount of content than Wildstar did and had their other their other issues. It's kind of hard to see where we're just over-exaggerating or if we really are sitting there going, man, I'm just kind of done for a little bit. or or And I always, I always hate saying done, and I hate saying absolutes because people just jump to the conclusion. And, but, and that that's actually kind of where the conversation in the in the the Facebook chat went, which was, you know, we can't compare it to other games in the past because the amount of content that's being produced isn't the same as the amount of content that's being produced now. So we have to look at other games in this genre that have been recent. So we have to look at Swotor. You know, Swotor. I started playing Swotor and I really enjoyed playing it, but it got boring really 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 quickly and it felt like there was like a mid-game learning curve where it was like oh hey i get this content it's fun i enjoy this and then like level 10 it was just all of a sudden just like oh by the way there's a whole bunch of extra shit that you've never seen before here you go it's all of it right here just like uh 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 book is the exact opposite of wildstar in the sense that their biggest draw was not um the travel to endgame yeah, it was the travel through the story, which well, I don't think is a bad Star's... thing. No, no, no. It's <laughs> Wild Star's draw is the story's there if you find it and you want it and you're paying attention. Uh, Swotor's story smacks you right in the face and it pulls you by the head and drags you through for fifty levels. Mm-hmm. There's no getting away from it. Yeah. So people got mad at Swotor because once you got to fifty, you're kind of done, and now they're rectifying the situation. But it's been two years. Yeah. And whether or not it's gotten a free to play, blah blah blah. Uh, Wildstar is in its fourth month, and right now people are having an issue with... It's past four months, bro. Oh, god damn it already, huh? Yeah. Oh my god, it's December. Anyway. <laughs> Doc's late like, for a thousand appointments. <laughs> yeah. There's also, like, Elder Scrolls is pretty much its sibling, its twin, because it came in like a month or two beforehand. Yeah, it was right there. I, I, I got into beta on that, and I, I just didn't enjoy it. Um... Uh, so I couldn't really I, – I couldn't get past level 5 just not because the game was difficult or hard, but I just didn't find any interest and I didn't find any reason to level. Like I didn't feel like – I didn't feel cool when I leveled. Like when I level in Wildstar, I'm like, yeah, that was exciting. It was awesome. And in, in, in Elder Scrolls, it was like, hey, guess what? Your brown tunic is now a different shade of brown congratulations just like uh the whole world is a slightly different shade of brown yeah and so i i couldn't i couldn't get into elder scrolls so i can't talk about elder scrolls um i can talk about what is that damn i i do this every time we talk about it that damn game that is uh like horror sci-fi based uh there's no levels in the game um uh, um secret shit. world 
Secret World. World. So I really, really loved Secret World. The fact is, is that there weren't levels, and that every time you played, but also it, kind of the exact opposite. What of um of Wildstar? Yeah. The best the best part is is that since Ultima and since EverQuest and since uh, Ash Runs Call and Dark Age Camelot, in the last five to eight years, this new breed of MMOs is is so varied. In, in terms, they're no longer in the fantasy world. It's just interesting. Yeah. Aside. Secret World is really awesome because when you play, there is level markers, but it doesn't like go up. It doesn't say, hey, you're level three. Hey, you're level five. It just, at once you hit the level mark, they're like, hey, here's another point that you can spend on this, this advanced tree that allows you to get better at a shotgun or to get better at magic or to get better at a sword. And, and so you could literally... I, I believe you could get, like, if you kept playing enough, I think you could get, like, 90% of the board completely unlocked. And you're able to, like, swap in and out of different action sets, basically. it's It was kind of similar to Wildstar's action set system, except for um, you could, you know, you could go from a magic, you know, casting sword person to a dual pistol rifle character and each of them <laughs> it was so random and like so awesome i really enjoyed it uh and i enjoyed the content but it got to a certain point where i was still playing by myself there wasn't anyone else that i knew that was there and uh we're talking about wild stars dungeons being uh punishing try secret worlds it was like miserable trying to get a group once you got a group, you would go in there and it would just be like, hey, not the first boss, no, the first mob would just come over and just be like, done. You're, uh, yeah, you're gone. Yeah, that sounds super fun. I love uh, getting killed by the first mob and not being able to uh, to advance past it. Although, uh, full disclosure, never even heard of Secret World, so yeah. We've no, we've talked about it on the podcast. It was the game that you would have to Google things outside of the game to get the answers inside of the game. Oh right, right, right. We did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, well, the question is then, what's next then? What keeps us coming? Keeps us coming back. Uh, honestly, what I mean, this is more this is more like a discussion between the three of us and the listeners just kind of listening in. So honestly, what keeps me going is the fact that that and again, this is ingenious that new content is just around the corner, and it will always be just around the corner. Um, you know, and I feel and, and actually uh, a friend of mine who actually just showed up to my house right now uh, made a comment the other night saying, you know, when you played WoW from Vanilla WoW and you started playing and you were going through the shit and you were going through the horrible PvP system that they had set up and like just all of the bugs and the fact that you would be on a fucking uh, airship and it would crash and all of your characters would just fall in the middle of the area and die. I mean, these were common occurrences when wow originally came out but the people that say that like play wow now are like oh i played vanilla wow you don't even know what it was like like it's a badge of honor and i feel like wildstar can and probably will be a huge successful game i want to have that badge of honor to say oh no no you don't understand when i was playing wildstar no one even knew what pvp was like you know what i mean like (laughs) I don't know. And that's the reason why I play is because there is new content coming out because it is a badge of honor. And and three, I still enjoy playing it. 
You know, I actually never thought about that whole badge of honor thing. Like, if we're still playing this game in a couple years, and there are people like d new players joining, and it like gets a huge following, and and they're like, "Oh man, this thing sucks so much," and then we can just be like, "No, no." Remember before the itemization change number four? Remember before nah, that? Nah, bro. Nah, bro. Nah, yeah, bro. Drop two. <laughs> Remember drop two? Remember back in those days and we'll just be like these old wizened players and we'll just like destroy everyone in the mouth with our knowledge of, you know, the way the game used to be. Oh, that'd be cool. We're going to turn into such dicks. <laughs> when Back in the day, I had to climb in th through snow uphill both directions. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. There was this man. He had a Nerf gun at his side. <laughs> it was gone. But yeah, what the fuck I, are you talking about? that guy that shot Tony a lot. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that. I don't know. What? What? Krug, you haven't told us your reasons. Why do you still play? Um, most it's less because new content's always around the corner. Like that. That's the reason that keeps me coming back. But the the thing that's keeping me from just unsubscribing straight out is the the mechanics in the in the game. The the combat mechanics are so good. Like. Limited action set was a great, great idea. Like, hey, we're going to give you all these capabilities, but you can't do them all at the same time. You have to pick what you're going to do, and it's situational. And if you're good at it, you can just tear up content. And if you're not, you probably can't tear up content. And the telegraph system is wonderful, like FPS and, like, uh, games where you have to kind of, like, respond to what other people are doing dynamically as opposed to like i mean i've never played wow so correct me if i'm wrong but it's more kind of rotation based and getting your rotation correct uh way way more fun for me and that's what wildstar is to me uh and and that's that's what's keeping me from abandoning it is that that system that they've put in place that the golden wildstar egg is what i'm gonna call it doc what about you uh, for me, it's just for me, it's mostly technical issues. I, I like I, I literally right now as we're talking, I just reset my computer back to factory default settings. And I'm that's what's keeping that you. That's what's keeping you interested in the game is technical issues with your computer. Well, once I get those sorted out, I can go back to playing. And I think it's part of the why it got burnt out, where it's like I'm sick and tired of being booted out because my PC, blah 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 blah. And we've all talked about how you new PC, blah blah blah, whatever. Um, for me. It's just, it's just cyclical. I kind of go through moments where I want to play a game and want to play a different game and want to play this game and want to go back to this game and I don't. And my phone decides to tell me, wants to tell me something else. Um, <laughs> I wish I could turn that off. But for me, I, I the for me, it's just just waiting right now. It's legitimately that because I I my goal to get into raids is still so freaking strong. I just need the group to get to help me get there. So that mm -hmm. I can be as fucking badass as I need to be. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm ready to like, blow shit up once my computer's ready. Well, <laughs> how's this, Doc? Do you think that your computer is going to be ready by the weekend? Maybe. Maybe? All right. Well, if your computer's ready by the weekend, I think the three of us should set some time alone and the three of us just work on your attunement. Just, just light some candles. Yeah. Light some candles, pour some Lots bubble bath. And maybe we move to Avindra. And, and... Avindra's not a thing. Avindra is not a thing. Sorry, what is it called? We'll play as one! <laughs> we should move to Rouse Tower. 
move our characters <laughs> over to Rousedower. They should have kept Rousedower open as a server and put one dev character on there and just had the population say one just just for lulls and like locked it out so no one could enter. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> oh, that'd, be, that'd be just horrible. That'd be hilarious. I would not stop. Whatever that. the PvE Care Bear uh, server is, we should move to that. And then, <laughs> and then maybe we'll see an influx of characters and... and uh, and maybe we'll be able to get your attunement. What what level are you on, by the way, Doc? I'm still stuck at Sword Maiden. Ah, uh, yeah, me too. Yep, 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 me too. Yeah. So we'll do that. All right. We'll, we'll set some, some time aside this weekend and just run Sword Maiden until our fingers bleed. <laughs> I, like I know that. we're not very common, and I know the listeners like, I just listen to most of this, and I don't know if I'm supposed to relate to it or not, or if I'm just listening to three people just talk out of their ass. But that's what we do here at Strange Tales. Well, and, and it's not just that. I mean, we want to hear other people's opinions. I mean, I would love to get an email this week of people telling us why that they play or if they're having, you know, if they're wavering in their in their concern about the game. I'd love to hear any of that. I mean, I don't think we've seen quite a bit so far. I mean, we've gotten messages from people and we talk to people on Twitter. But I mean, I would love to hear people sit there and tell us, hey, this is the reason why I play. I think that's a great conversation to have is this is what I really enjoy about the game. And this is why I keep coming back. Yeah, yeah please do. Uh, and if you want to send us an email, you can reach all three of us at uh, our email address, which is strange tales, mailbag at gmail.com. You can also reach me Krug on Twitter uh, at strange underscore tales. Uh, and uh, please, 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 uh, Start a conversation. Let us know what uh, what keeps you involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you want to find me, Doc, on Facebook or not Facebook, Twitter, it's at Holomosh. Same thing with Reddit, Holomosh. I not this week probably. We'll put the podcast up every Tuesday ish. But uh, yeah, I, I look a lot. Feel free to talk to me. I'm just gonna clarify by not this week probably. He meant that he's not gonna put the podcast up. It's probably gonna be one of the other two of us. <laughs> there will be a podcast this week because you're, you're listening, listening to it right, it right now. now. <laughs> uh, and uh, I'm Indigo, and you can find me on Twitter at Indigo Jones underscore STR. Uh, I also run our Facebook page, which you should definitely go to. Uh, and like and subscribe and all that fun stuff to the Facebook. Subscribe to our Facebook because our Facebook is also somehow a YouTube page. There's a subscribe button for uh, certain Facebook pages. Is that true? Yeah. I don't know that. Yeah. Well, yeah. congratulations. There's a subscribe button for companies, I think is what it is. It's like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. SPOS so, Inc. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we have enough likes to be able to be uh, a subscribe. But – Go like our page. Uh, yeah. I try to update at least once a day. It's been a little slow recently in the world of, of Strange Tales, but I still try to update as much as possible. Um, but that is uh, where you can get a hold of me. I'm also on uh, the official forums a bunch, so you can hit me up there as well. I'm hoping to be on this a little more often, but I keep forgetting. You can, uh, st- you can stay on the Reddit, because I don't like that shit. You go on Reddit, <laughs> and I'll stick to the forums. <laughs> I have a thick enough skin for it. Yeah, I, I don't. I just eh, I don't like people. You're easily trolled. I just want to also really quickly uh, hope that everybody had a good Thanksgiving and a uh, happy, happy vacation if you had one or or a happy time working during Thanksgiving. Uh, if so, you're a poor schmuck, and I apologize for <laughs> that part of your life. And uh, just wish everybody happy days. Yeah. 
And as for Strange Tales from Outer Space, episode 22, my name is Doc, and I have with me once again, Krug. Bye, everybody. And Indigo. Bye. That was the worst noise ever. Yeah, Adrian. What the hell was that? Why'd you even make that sound? It's weird, dude. I hate you, Krug, so much. That was him. All right, this is where I'm cutting it.